Everything we dream about 
Almighty on your throne.
whole coffin of the heaven is not even enough for him to cover himself. Hey, you
that I will be strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with all patience and long suffering, with joyfulness. And let's add verse 12. Even thanks to the Father who has made us.
is that we should think deeply, search our hearts, and we ask God to show us any way that we have gone against His will, that we have walked away from His counsel in our thoughts, in our actions, and let's ask God for mercy. Let's go before the throne of God and obtain mercy. Has he told you what to do and you've not done? Has he given you an instruction and you are delayed? upon this land. 
Let's pray that for Nigeria. There is nothing impossible for God to do. That the light of this nation will shine again. Nigeria will be great.
because we are also the church, we are part of the church, that in our own function in the church, we will not fail, such that when the wave of the Spirit is coming, we will not be missing. Let's just say that prayer for ourselves. That Lord, whatever you are doing in the church, do not do it without me. Whenever you move it, Oh, oh, oh. 
Isaiah chapter 4, verse 5. Isaiah 4, 5. Isaiah 4, 5. Okay. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and upon every uh, assemblies, a cloud and smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. Hallelujah. So this is the promise of the Lord that upon the gathering of the brethren is presence will be there. We all know that the cloud and the snow is symbolize the presence of God. And anytime you gather like this, it is it is expedient that God come. For what is the essence of our gathering if the Lord is not there? We must ask, we must appear before the Lord. And the Lord must appear in our gathering. So at, at this point, I want us to begin to pray that the presence of the Lord will come down. The presence of the Lord will come down. That God himself will come will come and meet us and we will join him. We will join the Lord in his room. Because always the 24 that they are praising him, they are worshipping him, that we are going to join them there. We are going to join them there as the Lord will come and join us in our assembly. This is our gathering. This is the assembly that we have So more people are gathered in my name, I will be there. He has promised us that he will come. He says he will come. Please pray, identify yourself so that when the Lord is around, when the Lord is here, the Lord is here already. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. But when the Lord begins to touch the heart of men, he will touch yours too. Lord Jesus, when your presence is here, Lord, touch me today. For I know your presence will come. I am sure your presence will come. I am sure your presence is here. The presence of the Lord is so important. We have come to feast with the Lord. We have come to feast with the Lord. That is what we have come to do. We do not come to feast with ourselves. We have come to feast with the Lord. The Lord must come. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And I want us to know that it is very important that the Lord appear in our hearts. The Lord come in our hearts, not just here. In this place, the Lord is there, but the Lord must come in our hearts. In our hearts. So I just want us to pray last week. God, come in my heart. Come in my heart. Jesus, come in my heart this evening. Come in my heart this evening. Come in my heart this evening. Lord, come in my life. Come in my heart this evening. Lord, furnish your presence. Furnish your reality in my heart. Furnish your reality in my heart. So that when you are there, I am. I will not be in doubt. If this is the Lord or this is not the Lord. Lord Jesus, furnish your presence in my heart this evening. In the name of Jesus. Lord, when we are breaking the bread, Lord, let it have. Lord, furnish your presence and your reality in my heart. Lord, furnish your presence and your reality in my heart. In the name of Jesus, furnish your presence and your reality in my heart. In the name of Jesus.
chapter 6 verse 18 says we should pray at all times hallelujah praise the lord in jesus name in jesus name all right let's go to the book of ephesians chapter 6 verse 19 ephesians 6 verse 19 Hallelujah. Praise Master Jesus. Yeah. Alright, I'm ready from the Amplified Marshal. Hallelujah. He said, And pray also for me that freedom of utterance may be given me, that I may open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news, which is the gospel. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this moment we want to pray for our spirit. Because it's a crucial way. Hallelujah. We will pray for the speaker. For authorized. Authorized. Hallelujah. Because the speaker is to be an ambassador of Christ tonight. This morning. Hallelujah. It's going to be speaking as a horror code. Oh God. So we need to open our mouth in the spirit. I want us to open our mouth and begin to pray with the spirit. Let's open our mouth and pray with the spirit for the speaker. Yeshua, I'm a seer, Lord of Jesus. 
chapter 4, 29-31, we are going to be trusting the Lord this afternoon for signs and wonders, for deliverance and impartation, for deliverance, impartation, for signs and wonders. Oh, for Jesus said, for the signs and wonders shall follow you. We are trusting the Lord this afternoon. Chapter 4, verse 29, and now Lord, Behold, they are threatening and come unto thy servants that with all boldness, that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy only child Jesus. And when they are prayed, the place was shaking when they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spark the word of God with boldness. We can't know the end of God. We can't know the limit of God. Many of us, most times we feel that we have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. We can speak in tongues. But believe me, there is more. There is more depth to God. With our soul being presented to this afternoon, to the ancient of days, can we just ascend tonight? Can we just ascend this moment? I trust the Lord for deliverance. I trust the Lord for signs and wonders. I trust the Lord for impartation this afternoon. I trust the Lord for His hand upon us. He said, and He laid His hand upon them and they spoke in all different languages. Ah, beyond your flesh tonight, beyond your desire tonight, beyond your desire tonight. Do you know what the scripture tells me in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6? He said, those are all that test for righteousness. They shall be few. They shall be few. He said, blessed are those Father, 
You know, the Bible, Ezekiel chapter 1, when God went to meet Ezekiel said, and the heaven is open unto you, and you watch, there's a vision. And immediately, as I begin to see vision, if you are someone that the Lord has given the spirit of revelation, prophecy, there is more to God, even beyond what the scriptures has recorded. What is your desire this afternoon? What is your hunger? Do you believe there is not a pattern in your family that you think the Lord cannot take me? This is a moment. He said, for upon of Zion, there shall be deliverance and holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. It is a word of the Lord. We are going to ascend tonight. This afternoon, we are going to ascend tonight. The Father, the channels of my spirit, 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 there will be great impartation in this house. That there will be great signs and wonders. That there shall be healing. Even people watching from online, there shall be healing tonight. Liman Purge us, purge us, purge us, oh God. Purge us, oh God, that we will be useful to you tonight. 
Lord, we ask your word says in Isaiah 4:5, and upon all the assemblies of Zion shall the glory of the Lord be as a cloud and as a fire. You say you will create your presence there. Lord, there is no distance in the spirit. We commit ourselves and everyone who is listening into your hands. Online, we ask, so God, that let your presence rest over each person. In the name of Jesus.
love you because you are good. Fill this house. Fill this place. Let's just worship you more. He has come. 
upon your nation Israel. Father, remember Israel. Remember Israel. You said, oh God, that because they didn't believe they were broken up, but he that broke them up can grab them back. Father, grab them back. Grab them back. We owe Israel because from Israel you came, Lord Jesus. You love Israel. Even I just moves you, oh God. How you had compassion upon the people in Israel. And even upon the prophet that another king. Lord, we intercede for Israel tonight. 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 Let there be salvation. Let there be signs and wonders in John chapter 4, verse 59. Say, unless you people see signs and wonders, ye shall not believe. The Israelites are like that, for the Jew looks for a sign. And the, the Greek looks for wisdom. But what did God present? Christ crucified. Christ crucified. Oh, Sana Nakani, so Bodegia Santa Caravasiatus. And Zuzono Brede Kusitana Madea. Lord, we pray for your people, Israel. We pray for your people, Israel. We are so bored that you remember them tonight. We are so bored that you remember them. Let your love flow. Let your love flow. Send men to them. In every part of the world where Israelites are. We bless them tonight. We bless them and say, Oh God, remember them. Remember them, oh God. We who have come from the west and the east to come and sit with Abraham at your table. We ask in the name of Jesus that you remember Israel. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus. In Jesus' name. We have prayed. Amen. Quickly, the power of the might of God by the anointing. You may have heard, most likely heard, the word anointing several times, and you may be asking yourself, what is the anointing? You may also have experienced the anointing of God. Briefly, I just want to say, there are two things God wants to do tonight. One, He wants to increase your appetite for the anointing. Your hunger for the anointing. You may not have taken it as anything serious. You may have said, no, it's for the pastors and the bishops and the apostles and the prophets. But you will find out differently tonight. The second thing that God is going to do is going to minister to you by the anointing. Because the anointing is the vehicle through which God has decided to do things upon the earth. We have looked at the power and might of God through your words and we saw that by our words mighty things can be done. For by the words of your mouth you will be acquitted, by the words of your mouth you will be condemned. We've also seen the, the power and might of God through your hands. How you said, lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. But today we see the power and might of God through the anointing. God only chooses to manifest His power and His might through any means that pleases Him. In Job chapter 37, verse 23, the Bible says, Touching the Almighty, we cannot find Him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment. And in plenty of justice, he will not afflict. He is excellent. He is excellent in power. 
So it means that the things that God does with his power have no error. They are perfect. They are wholesome. They bring life and they bring no death to us, his children. Oh, he can use his power to break the head of the wicked and of the Leviathan. But that is because that is what he has decided to do. God is life himself. There is nothing that God does that is not perfect. Now, because of time, uh, uh, when I began to trust God for the message, I started to see new things myself. You know, when you want to understand many things in scriptures, I have personally found that the root of many things in scriptures is in the beginning. In Matthew chapter 19, Jesus was talking about marriage and divorce. And what did he say? He said, in the beginning, it was not so. The Pharisees came to the point of Moses. They said, but Moses gave us a law and said that you can divorce your wife for any reason. But you know what? Jesus went farther than they went. He went back to the beginning. He said, in the beginning, it was not so. The book of Genesis literally means in the beginning. So, even the anointing has its root in the beginning. Amen. So, we, we go back to the beginning. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, at the end of creation, the Bible says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Which proves Job chapter 37, verse 23, that he is excellent in power. God saw that what he made was very good. And God did not create the earth with anybody's help. When Job was questioning God in, in Job chapter 13, God started to reply and say, where were you? That's one of the, the densest replies God has given any man. And of course, he did not have an answer. Where were you? God did not collaborate with any of us. We are children and babies that he brought into a foolish house. When the child is about to be born, the child does not know that they painted the house for him or her. The child does not know that they have bought items. The child does not know all these things. He just comes into the house. He may not even be, he may not even be aware of those things, but they are there. God has, the parents have prepared. It's the same thing that God did for us. He created the earth and put everything in place before he called that name. And after creation, God did something. God dedicated his rulership of the earth to Adam. But he wants all the things of the earth before Adam. Why is he now dedicated to Adam? Because he chose to. He had already said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that let us create man in our image and according to our own likeness and let them have dominion. That was the purpose. God doesn't create anything without a purpose. Yes, in this ministry, our major focus, one of our primary assignments is for each person, every child of this ministry, everyone connected to this ministry, to be connected to their purpose, to discover their purpose. And that's why we cannot, we cannot, we can't run away from the Holy Ghost. We have to work with Him. It is non negotiable because to come into your purpose, you must have the Holy Ghost. But we are not talking about purpose here tonight. He delegated his rulership to Adam, the son of God. Adam became the God of this world. But we see that from onwards, God did not do anything in the earth except involve the man. 
he decided to delegate authority. We talked about that in one of the, the messages, uh, one of the meetings, which is more like enthusiasm. It's the authority, the power that has to do with the right to rule. Authority must always be given. That's one of the things, and that's why God expects authority and submission in the body of Christ. There is always a line of authority. So God, who is above all, placed Adam as the God of this world. And Adam became the person through whom God used to walk. However, something was missing when God had created Adam and he was breathing. God found out that Adam cannot do this work. Why can't he do this work? Because it is God that created the earth. Adam was not God. He was made in the image of God. Not the exact image. Jesus is the exact image according to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. We are an image of Elohim. We are an image. We are not, it's, it's, it's not like we are a, those of you that have done differentiation and rest, we are a derivative of Elohim. So his nature and his, 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 his DNA has been miniaturized for us to carry. We are just like him in a lot of things, in all things rather. But we will get to understand those things later. So, God created us in his image. I'm, I'm trying to find where I was. After he delegated good, something was missing. And what was missing? It was authority. So what did God do in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28? God now blessed Adam. And he blessed him, he said, one, be fruitful. Two, multiply. Three, Feel the earth. Four, subdue. Five, have dominion over it. And we know that when the word of a king is, there is power. In that instant, God delegated the entire power, the entire authority of the earth to Adam with just his spoken That was where the anointing came. Because God was ruling the earth by his anointing. By his, not by his anointing, by his own power. But when he delegates his, his power, his, his, his authority, his license for a person to operate in a certain realm, that person has received an anointing from the Lord. So Adam came as the last one of creation, but he became the firstborn in terms of authority. Why? Because of the spoken word of God. Now, how does this affect us today? It affects us because for Adam to function in his capacity as the God of this world, for Adam to have, you know, fulfill the agenda of God in this, in this period, he needed the anointing. God created him a vessel. God gave me him a living soul. But he, he needed to be dependent on God. He needed to be able to access the resources of God to rule the earth because it was not domiciled in him. So God spoke. And when God spoke, God released the grace, the anointing for him to have dominion, to do those five things. And from that time, no animal could talk to Adam anyhow. No being upon the earth, no mountain, nothing could talk to Adam anyhow. Because God gave me, the, the Israel version, the 70th edition, when they translated, we have a copy, and it says that they should rule the earth. That Adam should rule the earth. He didn't say that he should just subdue it or have the no rule it, rule it as 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 a god. 
That was what God told Adam to do. Amen. So we proceed. Now, how do we know that it is the anointing? You will be asking, and God blessed him. Did he write anointing? Then in Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3, the Bible gives us an idea of what the anointing is. He says that it is good when brothers dwell together in unity. For it's like the precious oil that comes down Aaron's head, Aaron's head and goes down to his steps of his garment. And it goes on towards the end of verse 3. For there, God has commanded the blessing. You can't put it. Excuse me. For there, the Lord has commanded the blessing. So the anointing is the blessing. When the Lord blesses you, you have received an anointing to operate in a dimension that God has ordained you for. And that is why when you come to know the Lord, one of the first things the Lord does is to give you an understanding of your purpose, but because in your purpose is the anointing to be all that he wants you to be. It, it encapsulates the entirety of God's plan and for and his foreordination of you before the world began. So the more you press into your purpose and ask God to open things for you, he begins to open those pockets and bottles of anointing. He begins to release more grace for you, which has been ordained for you. When you say, God, you ordained me to do this, where is the grace? Then it is activated. When you are obedient, then it is activated. So there is a connection between the blessing, the anointing, and your purpose. Amen. Without the anointing of God, Adam could do nothing. Neither small or big. In John 15 verse 5, Jesus said the same thing. If you abide in me, you will do... You, unless you abide in me, you can do nothing. But Adam was not going to experience it. How do we know? It was broken very quickly. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 to 20... Adam was able to name all the creatures perfectly. How is it possible to name all the creatures that were born before you? This is a common scripture but has diverse interpretations and wisdom that you can draw from it. The reason Adam was able to name these scriptures perfectly was because God gave him an anointing that could access the storehouse of God's knowledge and entire knowledge, wisdom, understanding, everything. So when he's looking at the animals, by the wisdom of God, he's able to pick. This animal was made for this purpose. Why? Because by the anointing, he has gone into eternity to be able to pick the details about that animal. And that was why he perfectly named how many animals? All. Amen. He perfectly named all. And since God had given him a purpose to rule yet, this was the first tests that God gave him. God wanted to know that this man that he has created, is he going to be able to use the power that I have given him to rule the earth? So God gave him this first assignment. Name all the creatures. Name them. And he, he performed perfectly. So, in his simulation or in his test, when God is testing his, his new vessel, he will say past, isn't it? But, shortly after that, Adam fell by disobedience. Isn't it? Isn't it? And when he fell by disobedience, he lost the anointing. He lost the anointing to have dominion. That was why Satan said that in Luke chapter 4 verse 6, it was all the kingdoms of the earth were delivered unto him. 
That was what he told Jesus. Deliver. Meaning that Adam literally put the kingdoms of the world in his hand. Because of disobedience. So, Adam got the rulership of the earth. Sorry, Satan received the rulership of the earth. And Adam lost the anointing. He lost the anointing because he died spiritually. And we see here that because he died spiritually, there was no place for the spirit of God, for the anointing of God to dwell. The anointing does not dwell in your soul. It can, it can enhance your soul. It's a spiritual resource. It's a spiritual, he is a spiritual person. He's a person that is a spirit. He's the one that connects you to all the wells and all the depths of the riches of God's knowledge. So if Adam, who is your father and my father, needed the anointing, do you think you can operate without the anointing? Do you think that you can come to the fullness of God's purpose for you on earth without the anointing? The moment he loved the anointing, his life went into shambles. Painfully. But glory to God. Jesus recovered the, 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 the spiritual life for us. Now, before I even dwell on that, the gifts of God and the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, but the anointing of God can be recalled. You, you don't have you don't have the monopoly of God's anointing. You cannot threaten God. He can decide to allow. Thank you, Jesus. There is a difference between the anointing of God and your intellect. When Adam died spiritually, his intellect was working. That was why in his people intellect, he now started trying to sew things together. That was his intellect. But in the wisdom of God, when God came, God killed an animal. You can see how far, how far Adam came down from the realm of God. First of all, when he was, he did not see, he did not need clothes. But perhaps, perhaps, he even needed clothes. He did not even know that he could use the skin of an animal to cover himself. Meanwhile, when God asked him to name the creatures, God said he got it. That's exactly what I would call that animal. What about this one, dog? You know what you know what I want you to say. What about that one? Is a beetle. He was saying the exact things God wanted him to say. But when he came, when he lost God's grace and anointing, he lost God's glory. He started to think at a lower frequency. And because of that, he could not fulfill God's plan. We see an example in the life of King Saul, who was anointed for. Two years, even though he ruled for 40 years, he lost the anointing. And his life started to go down a deep decline throughout till the end. He never came back up. From the moment the Spirit of God left him, he started having different kinds of problems. And the evil Spirit came to come and take its place, take the place of God in his life, and started to torment him. He lost his reverence for anointed men. He tried. Even Samuel was afraid of him and said, Saul will kill me if he knows I'm going to anoint another king. He had become a degraded human being. You cannot, you cannot operate in the anointing and run away from the anointing and expect to be as you were. You can't. As all. But glory to God, Jesus 
made the access again for us by his body through his blood. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. And Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible says, he made a spoil of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So he, he took Satan and all his hosts and stripped them of all their power and collected the kingdom. This time it was not delivered unto him. He took it as a conqueror. Amen. And that's the reason why you should not despise God's anointing. Whether the one on your life or the one on other people's lives. There is no person that is born of God that is not supposed to have, an, have, have the anointing. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, he says, But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. And I think verse 27, he says, And the anointing which you have received teaches you, and you need no man to teach you. Because the anointing itself is truth. So, you need, that's the first point you need to let sink into your heart. Don't leave the anointing to the pastors. Don't leave, you can be a lay person. The Bible says that Stephen, yes, he was ordained, he was a deacon. And they laid hands on him. Before they laid hands on him, it was testified that he was full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. But when they laid hands on him, he switched to full of faith and all power. And after a while, he said, and signs and wonders were done by him, and wisdom was seen in him. The apostles were having their own issues. Stephen was having his own conference and debate and apologetic sessions with all those that lived with Jesus. And they could not stand against the wisdom by which he spoke. Wisdom also comes by the anointing. So there is nothing you are looking for. That God has not encapsulated in His Spirit, in His in His grace. It can come to work different things in your life, but I want you to let your heart be open tonight and be hungry that God, I cannot live without Your anointing on my life. What exactly is the anointing? Is an endowment of God upon a vessel to bring about God's desire. That's the simple way to put it. It's an endowment. If you don't have it, you can get it from God, otherwise, you cannot get it. You can't get him, rather. It is an impartation of authority, power, enablement, and even license. Of God to his servant to do his will. Now I will pick each of these things. Authority is the Bible says to them that receive the new, to them that believe on his name, he has given the right. In conversion, says the power. NIV says right, I believe, KJV says power to become the children of God. That is an authority to claim the identity of God. Someone that is a child of the president, especially in the nations that don't have so much, you know, order, law and order, he can go to an airport and cause trouble. If he comes in and does not have his passport and says he has to pass, uh, the immigration person will be having a problem. If it's in all these our countries that God needs to help our law and order, the immigration person will have a big problem because he is the child of the president. 
He carries the identity. That identity is, is, is an authority. He may not have the power to sack anybody, but even the people he meets will be scared of him because they know he only needs to complain, he, needs to, he only needs to petition. Probably is irresponsible father if the person that is in charge is irresponsible and you sack that person for doing his job, for asking for his passport, his international passport to enter the country. But this is a negative sense of using the authority. Or actually in John chapter 1 verse 12. Now that we have become a positive example is now that we have become children of God, we have the right to call God Father. Even the Israelites did not have the audacity to call God Father because they didn't know him as Father. Jesus was the one that came to reveal him as Father. Do you mean him as a God that will break your head, destroy you, cut you if you do what is wrong? And bless you if you do what is right. But as a father, they did not know him. So, the anointing imparts authority from God. It also imparts power. We have explained this before. Authority is not like a traffic where they say stop and all the cars stop. It doesn't have a gun. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a bomb. It doesn't have cutters or anything. But it says stop and it stop. But you still see some stubborn, rebellious people that do what? Disobey and pass. The traffic light tells us stop. Something that is an inanimate thing. And what do we do? We stop. Because authority has been placed upon that object by the government that when you see red light, you stop. But power is what you use to enforce that authority. When you tell a person stop and he refuses to stop, then the, the, the policeman comes his gun. Anyway, that is an excessive use of power. In, in civilizations, they chase him or they have a ticket and they, they flag him. Then he goes to pay the fine. Then you know that that authority was right. So the anointing brings power. It brings enablement. Enablement is more about ability. Ability. And, and understanding the know-how. God said... And I have placed upon Bezali, son of Oya, and um, the other person of Ahismak Sak or something. He has placed upon them the Spirit of God in all cunning works, all. In woodwork, metal work, to be able to do all those things, even things that they've not seen before. It's an ability. It can, when the anointing comes up, if God has called you to the mountain of finance, People will be seeing a problem here, but you will be seeing the solution. And it's not really because you 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 learned it, you know the, the models behind you can just see why. Because God has given you the grace to be able to see into the deep things and to unfold them and dismantle them and bring solutions. That's what the anointing does. So are you a fashion designer? You need the anointing. To get divine styles from God that we are not God. And will will we, cause people to present themselves well before God. That we inspire creativity in the hearts of other people. Are you a business person? You need you need the anointing to know when to buy, when to sell. You need the anointing to know how to manage your funds, who to employ, who not to employ. So don't think that this is about um, the the, the fivefold ministry. No, it's about the believer. Amen. Now we, we, we just have to go fast. Uh, it is also a function 
or ability of God's spirit operating through a vessel to bring about his preordained plans. The anointing is a means by which God separates a vessel unto himself for use and service. And this is very important. When the anointing comes upon a person, it means God has placed his hand on that person. And to whatever degree that that person has been anointed to serve, that person needs to be holy. Of course, we are children of God, we are called to a holy life. So this is not supposed to be um, it's not an exhortation, it's supposed to be the status quo. We should know that God has called us to a holy life. However, when the anointing comes upon you, you can't just go and eat it. You can't just do anything in your life. Because the anointing can destroy it. If you mess, if you if you if you misbehave under the anointing, it can cause destruction also. Go and answer that. Now, what is the difference? We will, for us to understand this better, we talked about what is the anointing briefly. This is not a teaching of the anointing. This is, well, this is more of a demonstration of the anointing and for us to receive from God. There are at least three people that came to my heart as I was preparing that we can look at what we are considering the anointing. One, The righteous, the unrighteous man. The unrighteous man is not just without the anointing of God. The unrighteous man is oppressed by sin and the devil. He can never have dominion on the earth, on the spirit. Never. The second person is the righteous man without the anointing, which many Christians are today. They are without the anointing, but they are righteous. In terms of their heart have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, they are righteous. They are cultivating the fruit of the Spirit in their heart by the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, in a sense, they have a measure. They have the indwelling presence of God, which is, which is also part of the anointing. But when we talk about, I will explain further, I'm particularly talking about those who have the fruit of the Spirit, but they cannot access the gifts, neither they open their hearts to access the gifts of the Spirit. They are satisfied in just having a life, and I think, I, I, I can say this, I have the authority to say it, they are living a life of selfishness. Because they are only concerned about their own life. Oh, how I love Jesus, or oh, how how God, God loves me, or oh, how um, I'm kind, they bring people to the house, they can, they, can, they, they can give you all that they have. They love God and they go to them, but they see some level of selfishness. Why? Because they are operating far below their capacity. They are actually the kind of people that should be carrying the power of God. Because the fruit and the character of Jesus is in them. So they cannot misuse the anointing of God. They cannot misuse the power and the might of God. Their heart is more aligned to God. That's why they are, the authorities call them selfish. 
Imagine God gave you 100% to operate at and you operating at 1% just for you and your family. It's wrong. How are you going to be a light to the world? They are the ones that love to sponsor missions. They are the ones that love to do a lot of things. But to, 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 to be in missions themselves, they struggle. They don't know that they can be doing the missions and they can be sending the missionaries. Is it not, is it not a double game? Then we have the third person. The righteous man with the anointing. The righteous man with the anointing because that is the ideal. For God to place his anointing on you, he must have tried you, tested you, and, and, and decided to risk. It's a risk God is taking. By releasing a portion of his grace on you, it's a risk. Whether it is the kingly anointing, the priestly anointing, or the prophetic anointing, it's a risk God is taking on you to see whether you will do what he wants you to do. And he says, and he repented God that he made Saul king. It repented God. The Bible says, and the strength of Israel shall not lie or repent, for he's not a man that should repent. But in the sense of, of regretting an action that he took, he repented. He did not like it. It doesn't mean that he did not know before time. But because the will of man is not in his hand, he takes risk and says, let me trust this myself. With 500,000. Let me trust her with the healing anointing. Let me trust him with the teaching gift. And now he's bringing all the young ladies to his house. He's abusing them. He may not be having intercourse with them, but he's abusing them one way or the other and spoiling their purity before God. It's an abuse of the anointing, it's an abuse of the endowment of God. God takes he takes that kind of risk on a lot of us. Says, oh, I've appointed a hundred thousand souls to this child, but that man wants to go and become a banker. And he's chasing money with all his life, but he does not know that there are hundred thousand destinies attached to his loins. It's a risk. Can God take a risk on you? Now, in order to understand the difference between these people, we are going to use the Lord Jesus as a case study. Before we move into the administration and trust God to fill this place because he's already here. When Jesus was born, he was born as a mere man like us, but with a different body at least. It says, sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body that was prepared for me. As in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10, 6. Sorry, I'm not sure of the verse. And it's also in Psalm 40. And Jesus grew with this body in stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and man. He did not have any of his power according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. He dropped everything because he was taking a risk to come to the earth. You may say, ah, he's God, he's this, he's that. Yes, he cannot fail. But it was an expensive choice. So when he came to the earth, he didn't have any of his graces. He didn't come with his creative powers. The Bible says that he's the wisdom of God and the wisdom and the power of God by which all things were created and there was nothing that was made that was not made by him. 
But he didn't come with that package. He came with just two packages. Grace and truth. He was made flesh and he dwelt amongst us and we have seen his glory, the glory of the only begotten of God, full of what? Grace and truth. And by those two things, he operated on the earth, but he did not operate by the anointing. He was gracious, that's what it means. He was not always bringing judgment on people. He allowed, the Bible tells us that he was familiar with grief. And I don't think he's only when he was on the cross. By the time he was a man, his father was dead and he was just 30 years old. So I believe that he had taken over the, 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 the responsibility of taking care of his mother and his sisters, and that's why he handed over his mother to John because he was a responsible man. He needed to go through our pains, but he did that for 30 years without the anointing. Did anybody know him? No. Nobody knew even the Son of God. Even demons did not know him. Are you surprised to hear that? They didn't know him. If they knew him, they would have been shouting the way they shout when they see him in Do you want to tell me that Jesus, who lived in Galilee, Galilee of the Gentiles, when, the, when, when Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Galilee? It means that that place was filled with all kinds of nonsense. But Jesus, that's where he grew up from. He says that he will come forth as a root out of dry ground, not a root out of wet ground. The place was dry spiritually, but he didn't see. And that is still without the anointing. But the moment the anointing came, bam, everybody knew him. He entered the synagogue and an unclean spirit shouted, What have I to do with you, Jesus, thou son of the living God? Why? Because the anointing of God had come upon his life. The anointing makes manifest. For anything that makes manifest is light. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. For there is darkness upon the world and deep darkness upon the people. You want to shine, you want to be this, you want to be that. You cannot achieve it without the anointing. And when God blessed Jesus with the anointing, first thing, people the first thing that happened was Jesus came out of the water and he was praying. And that is why it is scriptural for you to ask anyone who has not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost to pray. And as they are praying, naturally the Holy Ghost baptism is supposed to happen immediately after water baptism. But these days, within six months after everything believes in Christ, it should be the same day. May God help us to do the right thing, even in this ministry. To baptize people immediately as he, as he leaves us. So, as he prayed, the Spirit of God descended upon him and God declared. Remember in Genesis, God declared and blessed Adam, isn't it? In Matthew chapter 3, what did Jesus God do? He declared and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am wealthy. Hear him. In that season, the anointing of God rested upon Jesus. As he knew. And automatically in the spirit, all beings, both righteous or righteous, clean or unclean spirits, heard. And from that moment when they see him, they start to declare, We know you are the one. Not that they want to obey him, 
But the identity, the anointing has conferred an identity to your body. He had made him manifest. And God gave Jesus the spirit without measure. Without measure. Without measure. Every one of you, every one of us needs the anointing. Why? Ah, needs to go faster. God has decided to bring his glory upon the earth through men. Through you and I. And we are not going to fail him. We are not going to fail him. Whenever God wants to do anything, he chooses men and women. And announce them. And sends them. That's why he told his disciples, don't go anywhere till you be endued. Endument is a clothing. It's a clothing. Till you be endued with power from on high. Now, what are the things that God does through the anointing? The first part I've addressed why you need the anointing. And why you must become an unrepentant Christian that wants to walk by the anointing. You must be unrepentant. You must be aggressive. Because in it lies the connection to your storehouse. In heaven. You have become a co-heir with Christ. But how do you access it? Through the anointing, through the Holy Ghost. Jesus has also come to anoint us with himself. But how do you access him? By the Holy Ghost. So when you disdain, when you refuse, if Jesus didn't let you hold it, who are you? Who are you that you, you think you don't need the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Jesus. The things that are listed are the kind of things God will be doing for anyone who needs such today in the name of Jesus. And these are also the things that God is going to empower you to do. In John chapter 14, verse 12, he said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do. And greater works than this shall he do. Because I'm going to the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Create a platform for faith. That's what the anointing does. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, it talks about it that did not come to you in excellency of speech, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. When the power of God is demonstrated, the people have faith in God. He teaches believers the truth so that they can recognize error. That's what Paul John chapter 2 verse 27 is saying. The power and light of God delivers you from error. If you think that it's not a mighty thing for God to deliver you from error, enter first. 
enter into a false religion, enter into a religion that does not accept Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and Jesus rose on the third day, then you will know that it is a mighty thing for God to deliver you. To preach good tidings to the meek, to preach the good news of remission of sins and the kingdom of God. Without the anointing, you can't have utterance to lead anybody to Christ. God also, let's open to Isaiah chapter 61. That's an ample scripture for us now. Isaiah chapter 61. Verse 1, 2, 3. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto me. The anointing is always to do. The anointing is not just to have. It's always to do. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. There are people in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 14. It says that the spirit of a man will hold him in infirmity, but a broken spirit who can bear. Some people are healthy, but they will die because they have a broken heart. Their hearts are so broken, and if your heart is broken yesterday, the Lord will heal you. Brokenness of, of spirit usually comes from what people have done to a person. It does not mean that there was no way for the person to escape it, but the truth is that the source came from outside. The person was wounded. And as a result, the person is carrying that wound. If you can see the spirit man of that person, there is a gaping wound somewhere. And that wound needs to be healed for that person to function properly. And Jesus, in his compassion, came to heal the broken heart. When your heart is broken, you cannot even, you cannot, you cannot um, muster, that's the word, you cannot muster the strength to do things that you even like. Everything becomes bland, looks like what is life about. A lot of people that kill themselves is out of a broken heart. There was somebody last year, I was just telling my wife today. Um, I don't want to mention this, even though it doesn't really matter. There was, it was on Twitter last year, or is it? Yes, I think it's last year, where one recent celebrity was accused of is a famous thing um, that BBC I that BBC Africa I that investigative journalism did. A particular lady was accusing the star person of stealing her identity. Now. The nitty-gritty of it is not our problem. The issue that pained me was that this lady tried to take her life. The one that felt cheated. She came online, she said different things. Before you knew it, she started dropping subtle suicide notes. Before you knew it, two hours, bam, nobody could hear from her again. It took two people that God showed mercy. They ran, I think it was a Sunday. They went there and they tried to pull her door down. They got her to the glory of God. She did not, she did not die. I think she took two bottles of sniper or something. She was almost... 
I tell you that Jesus is the answer to any broken heart. Don't let anybody cause you pain. Don't let anybody kill you. Run to Jesus. He will heal your wound. Amen. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Now, the captives are those who have who been conquered by sin, by the devil, by one thing or the other. They are lawful captives, some of them. They've been demonized because, some of them have been demonized because they, they, they have played with sin and they have opened the door. And Satan has not taken them captives. The strong one has bound them. Some of them are captives because of the curse that operates in their father's house. God has given us a few privileges in this ministry to, on his behalf, break some of those, break those curses. I want you to open your heart tonight if you can perceive a curse in your life, or in your father's life. Oh, Christians can be cursed. And let me tell you one simple way you can be cursed. If you bring in any idolatrous thing into your house, Call yourself a pastor, you are cursed. That's what the word of God says. Anything that is occulting, whether it is tarot cards, whether it is, is all this, uh, what they call it, holo, holo, uh, holoscope, you are cursed with a curse. You must not do anything that has to do with divination or sorcery because you want to be holy unto God. Come out, come here out of them and be separate. And I will walk among you and I will be your God and I will be the father unto you. So you must take away all those things. If your parents have some idols, which is a great percentage of all of us, to the third and fourth generation, you may be operating under a curse. If there's a hereditary disease that is passing from your father and you die now, you have you people have already started calling it your disease. It's a curse. I never have, so we like to use this thing. Ah, once a person gets to fifty, they have to go and check the doctor because they may get diabetes in curse. And Christ has come to redeem us from the curse of the Lord. He made the curse for us, but it is written. Cursed is everyone that hanged on the tree. That the blessings of Abraham may rest upon the Gentiles. That is Galatians chapter 3, 13, 14, and 29. That we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The promise of the Spirit. The promise of the Spirit. The access into God. So do you want to live a cursed life or do you want to live a life that is liberated into, into all the things that God has prepared for you? What is your heart crying today? The captives are those who Satan has, has, has found a way to tie them. In fact, many of them don't even know how to come out. When Jesus was beginning his ministry, and it started from Naphtali, the border of Naphtali and Zebulon, Galilee of the Gentiles. It says the people that sat in darkness, they sat in darkness. The, in the oh, spiritual city has to do with a final position. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the path of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the mocker. He started by walking, he continued by standing, then he finished by sitting. A triple testimony. 
If you think it is, it is, it is wrong. Go to Proverbs chapter five and verse seven. And chapter seven, when he talks about that, I saw a simple man that walked along the street of the wind, the womb, the adulterous woman. And he walked along and said that he did not know that he was walking to death. And he saw and she grabbed him. How could she grab him? When she grabs him, is he walking or is he standing? He's standing. Next, she said, Go let's go to my house. My husband has gone and he has gone with plenty of money. And I have perfumed my bed with aloes and cassias or whatever. And it is still committed. On the bed, is he sitting? In fact, it's always lying. So he has moved from walking to standing to sitting or lying. It's a final place of rest. Those of you that did physics, you also know that. Every particle continues in its, in, in its place of rest or, or continuous motion until it's affected by an external force. So you have come to a place where an external force has to bring him out of his foolishness. The, the people that sat in darkness, they had come to rest in darkness. They were not standing, they were not walking, they had sat down. They were down with their final apostle. And under the shadow of death, they were captives. There was nowhere out. They saw a great light. It is always light that delivers. Always. So today, the word of God is coming to you. The Bible says, the entrance of the word, give it light, give it understanding unto the simple. Psalm 109, verse 1 Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Verse 105. And that word is forever set to in heaven. Verse 89 of the same one. So light is breaking out for you if they're in captivity, you will be delivered. If you want to be delivered. The next thing that the anointing does is that it is, he helps you to proclaim liberty to the captives. Sorry, to the um, to those that are bound in prison. Now, prison and captives are two different things. A captive does not need to be in prison. He's a captive even in his free. He has a slavery mentality. He believes he cannot run. Even if he's free on the road, he's a captive. A captive to masturbation, a captive to pornography, a captive to stealing and lying. A captive to lust. A captive to changing figures. A captive to malpractice. That's a captive. A prisoner is somebody that broke the law. And as a result of breaking the law, a judgment was meted out against him. And he was put into prison legally. This one is his fault. Are we together? All these things come from sin. And the anointing comes to release those that are bound. Who are those that are bound? Those who have entered into entered into the prison of Satan by their own foolishness and mistakes. A good example are those that don't forgive. In Matthew chapter 18, God talks about the unforgiving servant. Who refused to forgive another servant? And because of that, God released him to the tormentors. Release him to the tormentors. And the tormentors are demons. That's what they are. And they deal, oh, if you are in the, if you are in, if you are in the, 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 the valley of, of, of bitterness and resentment, you will be tormented. 
If you have unforgiveness, you will be tormented. If you have not released any person, you know, forgiving a person is one of the wisest things to do. It's one of the things you can call selfish in the kingdom in a sense. Because it's for your own good, it's not for the good of the other person. It's primarily for your own good. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. It's very it's clear. So, one of my teachers represents this enlightened self-interest. When you don't forgive a person, there is like a chain connected between you and that person in the spirit. And you cannot go higher than that person. Whenever you want to go higher, that person is totally blocked to you. You are in prison. Your house may be fine, but you are in prison. The anointing is to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, was the 50th year. Every 50 years, from the time when God started working with them, was the year of Jubilee. And in that year, everybody that is, that everybody that is a slave that was sold into slavery, every land that was bought, borrowed, whatever, returns to the original position. Automatically. You must return it. But now, God has declared that we are in a perpetual year of Jubilee. And the anointing is one that declares it. So all kinds of freedom are open to you. So it is as far as your eyes can see. If you can see it in God's kingdom, you can receive it. If you want to be free from failure, you can be free. If you want to be free from spiritual lethargy, you can be free. All at once. God does not say I'm giving it 10. Let's wait till next year. No. According, you can see the full package in one day. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It breaks the yoke of oppression. One of the things the anointing does swiftly is to break the yoke of oppression. Satan loves to oppress people. But Jesus came. We say how God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and the power and he went about it. He did all those who are oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass that in that day that his body shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. God did not say the side of the yoke. It doesn't matter. The anointing is able to break it. The anointing heals the sick. By the anointing you can heal the sick. Jesus healed all man. Then he went around all teaching the synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing all manner of diseases and sicknesses. The same person. And he said that the Father has sent me, so send I you. John 20. 20. By the anointing, prophecies are released. You can be anointed to prophesy. And God will be anointed to send people to prophesy today. 
I'm not just talking about the minimum level of anonymity, but a higher level in a place that is, is more of an office. The anointing causes spiritual gifts to be released and activated. We are going to be releasing our faith for this today also. Every believer has a gift. The Holy Spirit has given you a spiritual gift. But it is up to you respect the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. It cannot just be anybody to you. You are a tabernacle. He's supposed to dwell in you. I will be sharing one thing about that when we come to the point of trusting God for a new, fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't know. Whatever level you are at, there is more. If you have not received before, by the grace of God, you will receive. If you have received and you are looking for more, if you meet God's condition, He will baptize you afresh. I've seen, I believe I've seen at least three different levels. In that I can count, but in the way it was explained, let me just put it that way because I can remember. So, the anointing by the anointing, God can fill you with higher measures, higher measures of the Holy Spirit, higher measures. But remember, whatever God gives you is to do. Like that, he later at monkey will say, later at monkey, he will say, The anointing is not for you to sit in a soft chair, it's for you to go. The anointing does not work on the chair, it works going. The interceding for people does not work in wishing to intercede for them, it works by interceding. The gifts of visions and discerning of spirits do not operate by just always hoping that God will. It, it is by desire. Follow after love, but endlessly, endlessly desire spiritual gifts. If you don't desire, if you are lethargic, you cannot receive. That's what the word of God says. If you disdain it, you cannot receive because you don't know the value. The Bible says, cast not your cast not your your pearls onto swine. And it is with this I want us. To begin to open our hearts unto God. What is it that you want? What is it that God is to do for you? I want you to begin to let's just begin to pray the Spirit, begin to press into God. Oh, so Father, God is more interested in what He wants to do through you, doing you, sometimes than what He wants to do with Him. I want you to begin to talk to God and say, God, create in me an appetite for your spirit tonight. Don't let my heart be empty. 
The Lord is telling me that right now He's filing the hearts of some people He's polishing the hearts so that He can see He wants to see Himself on your heart That's what He's telling me That that's what He's doing now I want you to forget every other person. I myself, I have come to receive. Let's take this song, I want to touch your brain so I can be your I want to see you. Just the way you are. I want to see you. Shake it to Bruno Bosi, and the Bora Shadagada Prada Gadabadash. Shake it to Bruno Bosi. Shake it to Bruno we want to see your face today. Oh. Please open your heart to the Lord to the fullness. Open your heart to the fullest. Open your heart to the fullest. Open your heart to the fullest. God does not want you to remain at the level that you are. He doesn't want you to remain at the level that you are. Sana makata balada bushele lo rubosa. Are you struggling with the habit? Are you struggling with sins? Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to deliver you today. Don't ask for tomorrow. Ask for today. Ask for today. Ask for today. Ask for today. Ask the Lord to heal you today. Do you desire to be to be healed? Ask the Lord that by the anointing. He will heal you. Oh Father, increase me tonight. Increase me tonight, oh God. Increase me tonight, oh God. Increase my humility, oh God. Touch me, oh God. Increase my love. Increase my love. Increase my knowledge of you. Talk to God. Tell God you don't want to go on the same way. So I can live your day. You can continue ministering in song. I want you to, in this moment, begin to check your spirit. 
I want you to begin to ask Holy Spirit to show you patterns in your life that you need to be delivered from. I want you to show you is there delay concerning marriage in your house? Is there lack of academic excellence that you have seen across your parents? In your own life, your parents did not finish school. Your siblings have not started school. And you have not also, you have not, you have not been able to go far in your academics. You got, you got, you got your admission, but you are struggling. I, every pattern, I want you to ask Holy Spirit to begin to show you. Tell Holy Spirit, show me the pattern, Lord. The pattern that needs to be broken tonight. If you are struggling to let somebody go in your heart, you have not forgiven that person. Ask God for grace tonight that you will not miss your allocation. I tell you, you cannot be delivered, you cannot be healed if you are holding on forgiveness. It is not a curse, it is the truth. Whenever you are listening in the world, Jesus is with you the same way he is with us here. We just have a few more minutes to pray. We have two more minutes to pray. Let everyone of us stand up, please. In Jesus' name we worship, we pray. Let your river flow. Let your wind blow. Let your fire blow. Let your dough come down. Let your river flow. Let the wind blow. Let your fire blow. Let your dough come down. Let's take it. Let your river flow. Let your wind blow. Let your fire blow. Let your dough come down. Let your river flow. Let the wind blow. Let your fire. 
It's alright. I want your heart to just be open. The first thing that we're doing, please don't pray. Just allow the Lord to move at this time. The Lord said how we are going to start is that there are two people here. He showed me two mantles. He showed me two mantles. They were white. And he said that these people have set themselves apart for him. But today he's going to set them apart for himself. So now, Lord, I ask, let that activation begin to happen right now. Father, find those two people in the name of Jesus. Lord, let that activation of holiness. You said you are setting them apart. One is a lady, one is a guy. I don't know whether you are here or you are outside online. I release the unction of God for you now. Lord, Satana mana matiara da bashiana maradasiako. Rokono moshana makarada basiako. The Lord showed me you are the one. Now you receive, you are being set apart today. The Lord is setting you apart for Jesus. He is setting you apart. The grace for holiness. O soto kambara satane soto mata. Zokona namasana makarabasite. Otone salante kaurusa. Eni brende sutende ni brende gede kusakaria. Oruna sakaria. Eni brende kosoto mande lesina nanderiata. Don't pray anymore, just be quiet please. Open your spirit, you can pray out of, you can, don't pray at this time. Lord, I ask, oh God, let the anointing increase. Begin to bring them into a place of holiness. Let them begin to understand what it means to be a vessel of the Lord God Almighty. Now I speak, Natalia, wherever you are, let the spirit of God come upon you. I believe you are the second person the Lord showed two of you to me. Say, one guy, our lady. Is a mantle of holiness. Now I say unto you, my children, come out of them and be holy. And I will be your God, and you will be my children. And I will dwell amongst you. And you will be my oracle to your generation. You will be my oracle to your generation. Generations ahead of you will hear your voice. Generations behind you will hear your voice. Your voice will be heard on the mountains. In the hills you will be heard. In the valleys you will be heard. Oh, Oh, holy, join me. Are you Lord God Almighty? Rikalaba salabalada, what is the name? Erona namana nanais, what is the name? Erena namaradas, you are holy. Now let's take the song we're singing. Let's just pause. Let your river flow, let your wind blow, let your fire glow, let your dough come. It's time for healing. Let your river flow, let your wind blow. The Holy Ghost is the water. The Holy Ghost is the wind. The Holy Ghost is the fire. The Holy Ghost is the door. Now the Lord 
intestinal problem. You have a sensitive stomach. Whether you are here or you are online, I just like you to come out. If you are online, don't worry, maybe you can send a chat. If you have any trouble with your stomach, you have a sensitive stomach, I want you to come out. I want you to come out. Please come closer. Today the Lord curses every attack on your intestines. In the name of Jesus, receive the healing power of God right now into your body. I come against you also. In the name of Jesus, let the power of God consume everything that is stealing your health right now. In the name of Jesus.
Also, you need to want to be delivered, especially if there is, a, there is this, of course, a demon in, in, in involved. You may not know, you may know, but if you have any habit here that is recurring, that is enslaving you, a habit that you hate, a habit that you have not been able to control, a habit that you thought you started on your own, but you cannot, you, you found out that it has taken over. You are talking about this type of pornography, masturbation. God has helped us in His grace. To lead people out of that, he wants to lead you out today. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer of deliverance. Please, if you're online, if you have issues with allergies, allergies can also be taken as demonic oppression because God has given you food to eat and to enjoy. But when you cannot eat fish, you cannot eat meat. There are just excuses that Satan is giving you not to enjoy what God has given you. If you be willing for us to treat it as a demonic oppression, God Himself will heal you and deliver you. So I'm going to leave you in prayer where you will affirm your, the Lordship of Christ in your life. Next, you will forgive everyone that you will confess every sin that you have made. You will forgive everyone that has offended you. Then you will come to Jesus as a deliverer. Please, if you can't stand up, well, the presence of if you can't stand up, if you can't, it's all right. Then, when you come to the point of saying the prayer after me, you will say Amen, and you will not pray again. Please note that you will not pray again. I will do the praying. You just open your mouth and treat the spirit as a breath, and you just breathe out gently. And I will command the spirit to come out in the name of the Lord. Whatever they need, it can range from mental problems. Do you have problems with your thoughts? You may feel a manifestation, you may not. You may feel like yawning, don't resist it. You may feel like coughing, don't resist it. If we will also trust God to break curses in this time. Curses, there's a particular one he wants us to address, but when we get there, we will address it. We don't have so much time. Now, I like, once I tell you something after me, you say after me. If you know, you need to pray this prayer. Don't be ashamed, don't be, don't be bothered. Lord Jesus, I honor your name. I thank you for your presence. You are the one that does all good things. Lord, I come with your people, my brothers and sisters, my children also, that in the name of Jesus, you will deliver them. As they begin to speak to you, O God, Lord, like you said, you will be present, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. Everything that steals their joy, let it be destroyed today in the name of Jesus. Now say after me, Lord Jesus, I love you. Thank you for loving me. I have felt your Lordship over my life. I ask for your mercy. In the name you have offended you. For these issues, if you know the issue, you can name the issue to the Lord silently. I know I have offended you and I am sorry. Just take a few seconds to do that. Whatever it is, still lying that has become chronic, mental illness, suicidal thoughts. You don't have the right to kill yourself, but you are the one that started to think. It's not a demon that is helping you. 
you start to make careless words. Oh, uh, how I wish I what is the use of him? You are making an invitation to the spirit of death. And I think I will need to be rebuking that here today also. So just ask the Lord for mercy concerning those things. Now tell the Lord, Father, I repent of these things. And you must mean it. That means you must turn back because when he delivers you, if you refuse to turn away from it, a demon seven times, seven, a demon will come back with seven more wicked spirits than it, and your, worse, your head will be worse than your beginning. So that's why you must want to be delivered and keep your deliverance. Now say, Lord, I forgive everyone that has offended me. I release them now. I submit my heart to the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from every hurt and everything I refuse to forget. I release them. Now you say, Lord, I come to you as my deliverer to break every curse in my life. I renounce in the name of Jesus, every curse operating in my father's house, to the, uh, my mother's house, to the third and fourth generation, I renounce them. I renounce every God in my father's house. I hate them. I love holy Jesus. Lord, everything that has to do with the curse of the law that is operating in my life. I renounce them. I hate them. I desire your vibration. Now, Lord Jesus, if there be any spirits, any habits, any attitudes, emotions, afflicting in my life, manifesting in my soul, plaguing my body, I hate them now. And I command them to go. In the name of Jesus. Now don't pray again. Just open your mouth and breathe. Exhale. Now I command in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every unclean spirit. Every spirit that does not exalt the name of Jesus in this place. Leave. Now. Go out. Now. I bind you in the name of Jesus. The word of God says by the greatness of his power. His enemy shall submit unto him. You spirits of lust, I bind you. Come out in the name of Jesus. Everywhere that you are plagued, every, every demon of mental ill health, I command you, leave now. Leave now. God told me, said there are certain people that are struggling with their academics. You have seen a pattern of mental retardation in a sense. You find it difficult to comprehend things. If there's anyone like that here, I would like you to come out. If they are online, I will pray with those online. You have seen a pattern of it. And you don't want anything to do with it. You find it difficult to comprehend. You find it difficult to assimilate. The Lord wants to break that upon you today. Break that from your life. The word of God says that you have the mind of Christ. So I'm going to be blessing you 
Because the blessing is what destroys the curse. Please come forward. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. I command noise one by one. I rebuke every spirit of mental retardation, every curse operating in your life. I uproot it in the name of Jesus. By the authority of Jesus Christ, we do to say, may just receive. I rebuke it. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Live this life. I bless you with the mind of Christ. I bless you with the blessings of Abraham according to what the word of God says. I connect you back to the streams of God. Let the graces for mental aptitude be released unto you. In the name of Jesus. I build mental retardation. I rebuke, don't, don't worry, just pray. Rather, don't pray, rather just breathe out, just let me pray. I rebuke you, mental retardation. I sense even in your even in your sister. This 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 was there. Is it true? I By the blood of Jesus, I cleanse your mental faculties. By the blood, receive a cleansing right now. Yes, receive a cleansing. Receive a cleansing. Let your mental faculties be liberated by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke your mental retardation in the name of Jesus. Be gone. Everything that limits your going forward. I see a stumbling block. I see a very big boulder. I see a big boulder. You feel like you cannot cross it. You hate mathematics. You hate mathematics. You see certain curses as a, as a big barrier. Isn't it? You see some curses as a barrier, like a wall that you cannot cross over. But today the Lord is lifting you. He's lifting you. He's lifting you above all stumbling blocks. He's breaking away through everything. He said, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's breaking. He's cutting the bath of iron. In the name of Jesus, I rebuild every attack on your mind. I release the peace of God. The peace of God. Every concern concerning your parents, the Lord will give you peace in the name of Jesus. These pains that have not allowed you to be able to concentrate, I will put them in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God replaces those things with joy. They fill with joy. Be filled with joy. Be filled with joy. Be filled with joy in the name of Jesus. Every attack on your mind, on your academics, is cast in the name of Jesus. You are liberated into the glorious liberty of the children of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, everyone that is online who has prayed these prayers, I come against every power of darkness that is holding them bound. And I decree them loose in the name of Jesus. I decree them loose in the name of Jesus. I decree them loose in the name of Jesus. I decree them loose in the name of Jesus. 
before we go further, is there anybody that has a particular issue of healing that they will from one God to heal that was not mentioned? Kingdom strength, demon strength, will at your presence. Is there anyone? What a mighty God is
sober all the way. It's a function um, and an office. And he's particularly talking about the spirit as a dove. I cannot go into the teaching extensively today. The Holy Spirit came as a dove upon Jesus. If there is anybody here that has prepared themselves fully, they will receive that measure. If you not reach, if you can't receive that measure yet, you will you can receive the measure of the oil. If you cannot receive that measure, you can receive the measure of the wine. If you cannot receive that measure, you can receive the measure of fire. If you cannot receive that measure, you can receive the water. So I want you to just release your faith to God right now.
Receive the weight of glory, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. Receive now, 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 now. Boss up in the name of Jesus. Ragada bakatana manana bandu rabasanda rabasya. The Lord is increasing. Lord, higher measure, higher measure that you can take. Eloko nama satakara la barata kasiya. Sweetah, let somebody else. Shake it, let somebody else. 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 Let somebody else.